Good morning. It's Pastor Linder on a Thursday morning, and we had some technical difficulties last night with our recording for our Wednesday night Bible study, and so I wanted to do something a little bit different. I'm driving down the road, so you'll hear a little bit of road noise perhaps, and I'm going to just uh, give you a maybe an abbreviated version of what was shared last night. And uh, maybe those that were there last night will hear about this and say, how do we sign up for the abbreviated version? But I did look at 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 21. And the scripture says, Who by him do believe in God that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. What God did in Jesus Christ was designed to create an opportunity for us to look at a God who can do anything and choose to put our hope in Him. And so I teach to you for a few moments, what can hope do for you? Of course, the first and most important lesson within this lesson is just to remind you, make sure your hope is in the right place cannot be in man, cannot be in institutions, cannot be in uh, even family and friends and, and people that are close to us that we rely on. Ultimately, the only secure place for hope is in God, His Word, in the saving grace of Jesus Christ, in everything that we come to know about His love, about His power, about His faithfulness, these things are exactly what builds hope into our minds and into our lives. I know that by grace ye are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. We recognize faith and its role, and significant role in living for God, walking by faith, and being justified by faith, and being able to see invisible things because of faith. All of that is important, but hope is just as vital. If you lose hope, you will absolutely lose your way and lose direction and lose even motivation for godliness, for righteousness, to experience God's will in your life. In fact, Job and his circumstance, and I wouldn't think that anything I would go through is like what we read about in the life of Job, but some of us know the emotion. He said at one point, where now is my hope? In other words, it's hopeless. Look at all that has happened and look at what's going on. There is no hope left in my life. And unfortunately, even without going through the things that Job endured, some of us have felt like we were moving in a direction of hopelessness. And yet, if you put your hope in Jesus Christ, if you understand He loves me and has always loved me and Nothing I can do will separate me from His love. If you can look at His faithfulness and believe, understand, and realize over and over, He's never failed me. He's always been right on time. His love unconditional. His faithfulness. And His grace so sufficient. Everything that we learn and discover about the nature of God, about the faithfulness of of Jesus gives us the opportunity to look to him and say, my help cometh from above. 
I'm not just even relying on myself. I am relying on God. And it gives us a mindset that's very different than the mindset of the world and, and certainly the mindset of someone that is not a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, when you begin to operate on the level of hope, confidence in God, where you begin to realize, you know, uh, it's it's not my might, it's not my power, but it's His Spirit that gives me strength, gives me victory, gives me what I need to overcome. Uh, you operate differently. You don't get so swamped by the circumstances and the affairs of life that you lose your your focus, you lose your sense of purpose. Uh, in fact, one of the things that hope does for us is it causes us to align our life with the very purpose of God. When we understand that He died for us, we make up our mind, we'll live for Him. In fact, the Apostle Peter said about believers that we should no longer live the rest of this time in the flesh to the lust of men, but to the will of God. Someone that has hope in God, His Word, His promises. They're no longer living their lives driven by even their own desires. They are living in a manner that says, I want to please God. I want His will in my life. No wonder Jesus could tell His followers that if you're going to follow me, you need to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. Because that spirit will flow in the heart of a hopeful person. Someone that says, I am looking beyond even this moment to eternity, to the promises of God, to a mission that I am a part of because of the grace of God in my life. The things that we think about, the things that we focus on, the things that drive us every day, they are given to us by the Spirit. And they flow in our lives because we have hope in God. The Apostle Paul, speaking to the Romans in chapter 14, he said, We don't even live to ourselves or for ourselves. If we live, it's to honor the Lord. If we die, it's to honor the Lord. That seems extreme. I'm certain that that's not the way that everyone thinks about life. But you can get there if your heart is filled with the grace of God and the power of His Spirit. If you have hope in your spirit that flows from the knowledge of God, the understanding of His purpose and having a revelation of His love and faithfulness. And you begin to move forward saying, even what I'm doing every day, it's not all about pleasing myself. It's about experiencing the will of God. Hope is a game changer. It's a life changer. It allows you to connect with your God-given purpose and begin to trust the Lord, to commit your way unto Him, and to simply do His will in every circumstance so that His name can be glorified. That's who we are. That's what we've been called to be. The Apostle said in 1 Corinthians, Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, 
which ye have of God. And you're not your own. You're bought with a price. And so we learn to glorify God. I, I'm just saying that that's not the way everyone's going to live. But you can live that way if your hope is in Christ. You can live that way if you're focused on the promises of God. You can live that way if you've made a deliberate decision to set your affection on things above and, and not on things on the earth. And you begin to hide your life in Jesus Christ and begin to say, I, I know there are things about everyday living that produce some inconvenience and some suffering and some discomfort, but it never causes me to stall out because I know ultimately my hope is not in this world. It is in Jesus Christ. It is in eternity and the promises of all mighty God. Uh, I'm going to quote this verse, uh, and it will also have bearing on some comments I make in a few moments. Uh, but Jesus looked at, at his disciples, and he said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. Uh, I go to prepare a place for you. He is just trying to drop a seed of hope into the life of his followers. And that hope is going to produce fruit. And they're going to live their lives. And we're going to live our lives saying, heaven is my home. I'm moving through life with an eternal destination and a spiritual mindset, trusting and believing God. <coughs> Excuse me, that's what hope can do for you. It can absolutely revolutionize your life. Uh, let me give you some simple uh, points about the, the practical applications of what hope can do for you. Number one, hope fuels my desire to pray and my expectation that my prayers will be heard and answered by God. Uh, you know, someone that is interceding and praying and seeking God uh, on a regular basis, uh, that is a product of hope that is in their heart. We sing a song, uh, I've seen him do it, uh, and he'll do it again. Uh, that's hope. Uh, I know he hears my prayer. Uh, I expect him to answer. Uh, I expect him to have his way. Uh, I know he can do the impossible. Uh, that's hope. Uh, I'm not trusting my own power, but I'm believing God. No wonder the apostle said, casting all your care on him, for he careth for you uh, because he cares. Uh, I'm going to pray. I'm going to seek his face. Uh, I'm going to reach for what God will do in my life and in my situation. Uh, prayer is what's flowing in the life of, of a hopeful person. Uh, so number one, uh, it is hope that fuels my desire to pray uh, and my expectation that my prayers will be heard and answered by God. Number two, uh, hope helps me trust God in the midst of my trials. Every one of us, we're not exempt. We're going to have good days and bad days. Rains on the just and the unjust. As I'm speaking, my mind is aware of some that have gone through such difficult seasons and grief and sickness, disease, hardship, family trouble, financial issues. We move through trials hoping that God will make everything turn out for our good because we love Him and we're called according to His purpose. We move 
through trials with a hope that says, if I'll trust him, he will bring me through. That's what hopeful people do. They trust God through their trials. They lean on the Lord not their own understanding. They let their lives be led by the Spirit because they recognize the one that brought me this far will lead me all the way. Number three, hope prompts me to be a witness and to share my testimony of God's power with others. There's something that can happen in the life of a believer. We know that Jesus told his disciples, ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you and ye shall be witnesses. First Peter chapter 3 verse 15 he writes, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Something can happen in the heart of a believer. They can begin to witness the power of God and it can move in such a manner that they begin to walk with a confidence, a boldness. They pray prayers and live with faith and walk with authority because they have learned that their God has all power and can do anything. And that type of faith and hope and that type of confidence has a way of attracting other people. And they can look at you and don't be surprised as you're walking and living by faith faith, putting your hope and trust in Jesus, that someone doesn't come by and say, listen, there's something different about you, and I have to know what it is. You've seen that, that you're, able, you're able to move through difficult circumstances and, and through even significant moments of trial and adversity, and you don't seem to lose your focus. You don't seem to give in to despair. I need to know what has happened that is so different in your life. It is there that a believer is able to say, it's not me, but it's Christ living within me. Heaven has come down and moved upon my life, and I serve a God that has all power. I serve a God that can do anything. His name is Jesus, and if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. Hope has a way of wanting to be expressed, and you cannot keep it from being expressed. It's like fire shut up in your bones, and you start to express yourself. It's almost automatic. Something happens, and you say, thank you, Jesus. Something goes on, a promotion, a small miracle, a large miracle. Something happens even that feels mundane to other people, but you simply whisper, thank you, Jesus, and they catch on to what's happening and you say I'm just telling you everything that goes on in my life uh, I trust the Lord I believe him I have hope in him so I'm able to tell you he has the power he has the grace uh, he has the mercy he has the anointing uh, that everybody needs my hope is in Jesus Christ uh, number four hope helps me to live uh, placing priority on things that are eternal. Any of you understand the dynamics that were at play in the life of the Apostle Paul? 
his dramatic conversion, and then in his ministry and missions work, so many severe trials, imprisonment, suffering, persecution, difficulty, and moving through life oftentimes with great need and looking for God to provide in miraculous ways over and over and over. But when he writes to Titus in chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, and he describes who he is, he says this in verse 2, in hope of eternal life, which God that cannot lie promised before the world began. You read those verses and you look at the context and you understand this apostle, this missionary, this preacher, this worker with the Lord in the harvest. He was operating and in the midst of every circumstance he was able to say something is happening that is fueling my my desire, that is fueling the way I live my life. It's caused me to realign my priorities. If he was like most people, then self-preservation would have ruled his thoughts. An agenda of self-interest would have ruled his everyday activities. But there was something moving in his mind, in his soul. He had his focus on the eternal. And so he was able to seek God first, to put God's will first, to put the mission of Christ first. And that can happen happen if your hope is that Jesus Christ is coming again and eternity is going to reveal so much more glory that every bit of suffering you may endure in this earth is going to absolutely seem like nothing when we all get to heaven. Praise God. When we all see Jesus, something is happening in the life of a believer. Why they put God first. Why they serve. Why they operate with a desire for the things of God. They have locked in on an eternal purpose. And they've said, I'm going to do what I know to please God. Because as I journey through this land, I'm just a pilgrim. I'm just a stranger. I don't fit here anyway. And God's will is going to be accomplished in my life. I'm on my way home because eternity is absolutely the destination. Eternity with Jesus is the destination for every believer, every child of God. Number five, and finally, I will tell you that it is hope that drives us to pursue God's purpose. Everything about our lives, it is founded in faith, in hope, in trust, in confidence in God. He's given us grace not just to be saved, but to follow Him, to honor Him, to do His will. The Apostle Paul in Acts chapter 20, verse 24, he said about life circumstances, but none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy, and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus, to testify the gospel of the grace of God, and so many other places, you can hear a mission statement by this incredible 
missionary. And it's not just limited to him. Because my prayer for you and I and for every believer that has the hope of Christ in their souls. That we would move through life every day. Whether it's good things or bad things. Whether it's trials, adversities or wonderful opportunities. Whether it's difficulty or great blessing. That we would be able to say none of these things move me. There's a purpose attached to my life. And in every bit of strength that I have, I want it to reflect hope that God's will is going to be accomplished. That God's going to do the things that he's promised that he would do. And that everything we do for Jesus Christ is worth it. Because we know that our hope is in him. I believe that God wants to use you. I pray for you. I pray for me that these would not be days where we lose focus and we become so distracted and so weary and so confused by life events or even current events, but that our hope would be renewed and we would begin to operate saying the best is yet to come, not in my own strength, but in the strength of the Savior that redeemed me and now gives me the opportunity to move through life every day with his mercy, with his presence, and with his power. I bless you today. I thank you for listening. And I know that God has a purpose for your life. And I am going to pray and believe with you that you're going to experience his purpose. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. And that's our hope. That's our faith. Along with every promise God has given us through his word. Let's move forward by faith with our hope in Jesus and experience the victory in Jesus' name. I bless you in Jesus' name.